Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Over at BangTheBook.com, we are your one-stop shop for sports betting news and information. Lots of great stuff there from our very talented cast of writers. We got a lot of stuff up for week one of the college football season. Danny Forks broke down his process for his NFL power ratings model and also his thoughts on home field advantage. You can check that out over at the website. A couple WNBA game previews coming your way here for tonight as well. Just waiting for the updated lines to be included in those, and then those will be posted over there at the website. We've got weekly tennis, golf, soccer, NASCAR, UFC, WNBA, Canadian Football League, you name it, we've got it over at bangthebook.com. As you know, this and every edition of Bang the Book Radio presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB, the number 200, is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the sportsbook. 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. Obviously, as you can hear, still sound a little bit different. Doing the show mobile on my cell phone. Good time to remind you that Vegas, Maddie, and Tony over at footballcontest.com are the preferred proxy service of Bang the Book Radio for the Westgate Super Contest, the Circa Million, the Golden Nugget Ultimate Football Challenge, and also the William Hill College Football Pick'em. Maddie and Tony have done a phenomenal job for us over the last several years. They'll do a phenomenal job for us again this year, and they'll do the same for you if you decide to go with them as your proxy for those contests. If you live outside of the state of Nevada, don't have access to get to the Westgate to put in your picks, well, you got to have a proxy. Anybody in the country can sign up, but you have to have a proxy in order to get your picks put in. So definitely make sure that you check out Vegas Maddie and Tony over at footballcontest.com. With that, we'll go ahead and bring on today's first guest of the program. That is Brian Blessing, the host of Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline. Brian, how's it going today, man? All right, Adam. Here we go, buddy. It's going to be a wild, wild uh, football season. Yes, sir. It definitely is. And uh, it's probably not going to be too wild here for week four of the NFL preseason. we got a few line moves out there. Biggest number on the board, Baltimore, up to a six-point favorite most places uh, for their matchup here this week. And you know, we, we know that Harbaugh cares about the preseason and you know not a big surprise to see some inflation here. But I mean, outside of that, very quiet out there in the NFL market for week four. Yeah, and I, I'll i tell you, bud, I, there were some great angles throughout the course of the preseason. This week, uh, you know, the closer we get, maybe a few things might pop up, but it, it's just it's really tough to uh, get involved with a lot of this stuff. Um, maybe, the, maybe, maybe the Vikings at Buffalo. Uh, I, I think you're going to see at least three quarters of Tyree Jackson for the Bills. Barkley's been terrific in the preseason uh, to the point where I, I wouldn't even throw him out there. And it, it might be Tyree Jackson for four quarters. And watching that game against Detroit, guys were dropping like flies. Lions lost a couple of guys. Bills had big guys getting banged up. I, I'm, it was taking years off my life just watching the damn thing. 
I honestly, I, you know, in Minnesota, Zimmer likes to win games and their backup quarterbacks, that might be the nice rotation to the point where they're three-point favorites on the road. But again, I mean, to me, it's like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall. Well, I mean, as we look at some of the line moves that have happened out there, Pittsburgh up from two and a half to three and a half, and Mike Tomlin, one of the best in week four of the preseason, eight and four on his 12 week four preseason games. So, you know, we'll see if the Steelers are able to keep that up. Uh, John Gruden is seven and one in week four, and these are straight up records, not against the spread, but typically in the preseason, the straight up winner going to win against the spread more often than not. How about New Orleans? Sean Payton, two and 11 in week four. Not really a big surprise. You talk about having Drew Brees throughout his career, 11 and three in week three, the dress rehearsal week. So maybe you fade the Saints here this weekend, but you know, the thing of it is, Brian, I mean, a lot of these starters have played limited reps to begin with, let alone the fact that they're not going to play this week. Well, I will tell you this in that regard, which is not going to do anybody a bunch of favors this week, but uh, if you go back and this, it's not like uh, this fountain of information, but sometimes keep it simple, stupid. If you go back and look at the scores in week one last year, there were a couple of games that were low scoring. Most of these games were high scoring circus acts. And then week two, it flipped the other way where the majority of the games were lower scoring. And it makes utter and complete sense that none of these guys are playing 60 minutes of football. So if guys are getting tired, you know, in the late in the game, uh, because they're playing a 60 minute game for the first time in over a year, the offense has the advantage. They know where they're going. The tackling could be suspect. So I would just say as a general rule of thumb, look for overs as a starting point in week one. Then they get a full 60-minute game under their belt. Uh, what they do wrong, they make adjustments, and the defense has come to life in week two. And it's, it's a simple thing, but I think it's a pretty sound starting point. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you remember that because I completely forgot about it. I, I feel like maybe in week one last year, the over was 12-4 and four or, or 13-3, and three, some absurd number, and a lot of those ridiculous. games didn't even fall close to the total. So I no, remember that because – go ahead. No, they flew over. Well, and then I remember us talking on the show about, you know, in, in any league, whether it's the NBA, football, whatever – the biggest adjustments come from the first week to the second week or the second week to the third week. And I remember talking about that here on the show of, you know, what do the odds makers do with these totals now for week two and then furthermore, even on into week three. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I do wonder if it follows that mold. And I also wonder if, and I, I probably shouldn't wonder this, but I wonder if the sports books remember that and will bump these totals up a little bit or be more aggressive with their line moves in week one. Well, I, I think what happens, and, you know, the odds makers are trying to generate two-way action, and, and we'll sit there with this cautionary tale that we'll say it till you're blue in the face. Don't overreact to what you last witnessed. Uh, in recent years, I will say this. Uh, you're seeing line moves in NFL games, but you're seeing on a week-to-week basis adjustments that you're like, wow, in the NFL. Uh, I mean, and this could be week seven to week eight based on what was last seen. 
and that I think that's the odds makers just anticipating what the you know the public's going to do, and I think what will happen is if, I think this is the other thing, even though that was the case last year, if you have high scoring games in week one, they're going to shade totals up in week two, uh, because that's what people last saw, and you know, so on top of it, the games likely will be lower scoring, but the totals may actually be higher. Now, here's something I want to pick your brain about a little bit as we finish up the NFL portion of the segment here. A lot of times we will see some reactionary moves to the week one numbers based on how everything goes in the NFL exhibition season. Well, again, a lot of starters didn't play. A lot of teams played misleading games because their ones played against twos or maybe even in some cases played against threes. We've seen very little movement here uh, in the week one market relative to where these numbers were over the summer. Obviously, Andrew Locke, and we'll talk about him in a second to finish up the segment, but you know, that's something that kind of stands out to me here a little bit is that we're not seeing a whole lot of movement yet. So are you kind of waiting on that to decide what you want to do for week one, or have you taken some positions already? I've started to look at it a little bit. Um, I think I've got some opinions on some games that not, nothing changed. I, I would think, you know, like the Detroit-Arizona game, I think money's coming a little bit on Detroit, uh, you know, because Arizona's just been god-awful in the preseason. But I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I I couldn't sit there and go, oh, yeah, Arizona's just been brutal. Uh, You you know, the thing is, and I think in this, to that game, it goes also to the week one and week two thing, is Kingsbury says they've been vanilla, they haven't rolled out anything yet, uh, but they're in the trenches. They've looked bad, but they've only been playing a half a quarter a game. So as bad as Arizona's looked in the preseason, he comes out and this offense is whatever they've been working on in practice. All of a sudden you go, well, where'd that come from? You know, so you can't, you can't go overboard uh, with the preseason stuff. Back to the total thing for week one and two, actually, which popped in my head talking about Arizona. That's the other thing with week one is that all these teams have literally just run the most vanilla base packages, things, and and most of these backup quarterbacks, you know, they're out there throwing slant routes, and there's nothing stretching the field. All of a sudden, now you get to week one, and oh, by the way, the offenses have been game planning and installed that for three weeks, but they've shown nothing on tape. So the offenses do have a big edge in week one instead of all this vanilla garbage. Now they're installing some of the more creative things, but then that gets on tape. And for week two, the things that the, the where they broaden the spectrum, that's on tape, and defensive coordinators can prepare for it in week two. So you got that, and the fact they haven't played sixty minutes of football and get fatigued. I think those are the two biggest reasons why week one's higher scoring, and then week two with adjustments, it's lower scoring. I mean, it's amazing. You know, we'll sit here and go, you know. Sometimes you over, overthink stuff and try to overanalyze things. I mean, that's that's as generic uh, a handicap as I can give you. But you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and good observations there. And, again, I mean, this is something that we'll revisit, uh, you know, going from week one to week two. And then we will see, you know, if we get those shootout-type games in week one. So, 
game 473-474 is Indianapolis against the Chargers. Chargers were a three-point favorite for, you know, the opening number for that game. Now they're up to a touchdown or higher out there in the marketplace. Colts season win total drops from 9.5 to 6.5 or 7, depending on where you look out there. Andrew Luck announces his retirement. I feel, and I want to get your take on this, Brian, I feel like maybe there's been too much of an adjustment to the market because it's not like Jacoby Brissett is some dude that's never started before. Adam, would it shock you if Indy went in there, circled the wagons, and won that game? Seriously. No, not at all. Not at all. You know, I mean, Brissett's he ain't got to set the world on fire, but he played a full season two years ago. And, you know, he wasn't great. He wasn't horrific. But, you know, here's another goofball thing. I'm not saying he's these guys, but Aaron Rodgers sat for three years and learned. Uh, You know, uh, Steve Young sat behind Montana forever. You know, sometimes being behind a great quarterback and taking it in like a sponge, becoming more mature, and just knowing what to do is a big thing. And, oh, by the way, Brissett actually got to play basically a full season, and he's getting older. He may be decent. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be great, you know, but if he could be a good Blake Bortles but not lose games, I think they're in games. You know, the, the crazy thing about the Colts, seven of their eight draft picks were on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they thought they were set for life. So their defense is actually going to be pretty good. So, yeah, I think maybe that adjustment's a little too high. And, oh, by the way, not that it means nothing, I'm, you know, who's better? I mean, it's not even a contest, Rivers or Brissett. But you know what? Brissett's been playing football here now for a few weeks. You know, Philip Rivers he hasn't faced a live bullet. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things, too, where I'm going to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but – we talk all the time about the NFL being a quarterback-driven league. So I, I understand the need for the adjustment. I understand you know, the, the emotional and mental side of going from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett for a lot of betters out there. But this is an Indianapolis team that is strong at the skill positions and, as you mentioned, very good on defense. I think they're well-coached also. Yeah, it's a quarterback-driven league, but you can also put a talented, mobile guy like Jacoby Brissett in a lot of situations where he can be good. You can set him up for success. So I'll tell you what, man, I, I would play Indianapolis to win the AFC South. I'd play Indianapolis, take some, some balloon shots here on their futures because I don't think that there's some ruined team. And let's be honest here. What's the difference between Jacoby Brissett and Andrew Luck on one leg? It, it's much smaller than the market would suggest. Yeah, yeah you, I, think, I think they'll address this. Uh, you know, and whether a trade eventually happens ain't going to mean a hill of beans for week one. But, oh, by the way, the other thing is, you know, Melvin Gordon's not there. I mean, Eckler's a nice running back. But, you know, Chargers a really good team. But Melvin Gordon was one of the best running backs in football, and he was a weapon for them last year. He's not there. I mean, you know, this Chargers team, they've got their own issues. Yeah, they really do, and we'll see. I mean, again, you know, I, I think that Andrew Luck, just based on name value, I mean, he's a very good quarterback, don't get me wrong, but I think based on name value here, we have seen just a, a little bit too much of an over-adjustment. And, again, I mean, 
the guy retired for, for medical and health reasons, you know, whether it was mental health or physical health. No, it's not like he was all there. You know, we weren't dealing with Andrew Luck at 100% MVP candidate type guy. We were dealing with, you know, the watered down version of Andrew Luck, which is a, a clear disappointment given how, you know, his health history has gone. I mean, you know, we're robbed of one of the, one of the better quarterbacks we've seen in you know, the last few, you know, the last few decades, but you know, he, he wasn't that 100% guy. So uh, definitely be no, fun I, to follow along with that one here. Go ahead. It, 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 this would be a fun prop. Um, you know, whenever the day comes, uh, you know, just do a head to head prop. Well, which guy will pull a hamstring first, Melvin Gordon or Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, how many times you see this? These guys hold out, they come back, and oh, pull the hammy. You know, I, it's it's unbelievable. It happens all the time. Definitely a lot of interesting storylines to follow here as we head into week one, and then obviously the subsequent weeks there in the NFL. But Brian, whenever we have you on, we generally talk golf. So even though there's no golf event here, I do want to touch on this. You know, we, we've talked a lot about how you've picked a lot of second place finishers. Uh, over your time yeah, as a golf handicapper, to... but <laughs> of course you did. How, how is your? How do you feel like your season wrapped up, though? I mean, were you happy with uh, you know the thought processes, the picks that you made, the handicaps that you had? Especially, you know, we had what a few different new events here: the 3M Open being one of them, uh, the Detroit one, the, what, the Rocket Mortgage Classic or whatever. We had some new events. We had kind of a, a different golf season here with the schedule changes. How do you feel, you know, about the season that you had? I had a great season. Uh, I, I mean, to be, I, you only have to hit a couple. And Shane Lowry was my top pick at the British Open at 80-1. to 1. So, you know, that, that takes care of the entire season. Um, and then, you know, the, the frustrating element of running second or third in weekly tournaments, uh, yeah, that's painful. But the, the, the round matchups, uh, knock on wood, they, they do really well in the matchups. I think, you know, you look at the, the, the sheer amount of offerings that are there. Cherry picked some, some nice plus prices. Um, the, the, what, the week before, I think I had Kisner at a plus price twice against Fowler. Pushed one, won one. Uh, so, no, I you know, I, I think it, I, I would uh, love to find the more markets where there was, you know, the top five where you can bet a guy to win because, I, I mean, I'm always looking for 60, 80 to one shots. And, you know, I can't tell you how many of those guys I've had finish second or third, you know, and they, if they'd be 15, 20 to one to be in the top five, it'd be a completely different animal. So I'm hoping those markets will open up around here. Uh, but I beg to differ with you, my dear friend. We've got two tournaments this week. Well, I mean, I, so I've, I, I've been so tied up here being out in town to, to go make the contest rounds and all that type of thing. So what do we have going on this weekend? Well, we've got the Omega European Masters. So now uh, the focus goes to the European Tour for a bit. In two weeks, they're back for uh, the – they're playing the Greenbrier in two weeks with the points that count towards next year. So there's a two-week PGA Tour hiatus. But this the race to Dubai over in Europe, and Rory McIlroy's over there. He's a four to one favorite after winning the FedEx Cup uh, and traveling. Uh, maybe he's feeling his oats, and he's in such good form. So be it. Uh, but I think there's some, uh, you know, there's some really cool price plays that are in, in there. 
Uh, Roy Sabatini's actually over there at like 35, 40 to one, albeit it would be awesome to, or awful to see somebody win a golf tournament playing a range ball. Those yellow balls have to be outlawed. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'd, look at, I'd look at a guy like Rory Sabatini. Uh, Matthew Southgate played well last week. He's a ridiculous price. He's 150 to one. I mean, I'll, no, I'll be involved in this Omega Masters. And then the other one is basically I, I lose track of the sponsorship names and, and all the nonsense, but basically it's called the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. But this is the last event where these guys are – it's their tour championship on the, you know, AAA league where these guys are getting their tour cards to be PGA players next week. And there'll be a lot of pressure. That's a great tournament to watch. It's like Q School is one of the greatest. You talk about the pressure of a major, a guy trying to hit a four-foot putt to get his PGA Tour card. Uh, that's high drama. But these are on the board. The Justin Harding kid's on the board here, 25 to 1. He, hell, he showed up in a couple of majors uh, and had a shot. Uh, Victor Hovland just got his, you know, basically secured his PGA Tour card last year. But I'll be involved with this corn. Corn Ferry Tour Championship. I'll be playing Justin uh, Harding and, and looking for uh, somebody else in here uh, to play along. But these are guys that are vying to get their PGA Tour card next year. It's going to be on TV, and it's on the board. So do you find any differences in the futures market for those compared to the PGA Tour? Because, I mean, look, obviously, you know, legalized sports betting in Europe has been a thing for a very long time. So the European Tour – obviously much more popular over there than it is here. It's probably a pretty efficient market, at least on the European side. Have you found that there's some good opportunities for the European tour, you know, stateside here with some of the different operators? Well, I give a tip of the hat to Jeff Sherman over at the Superbook at the Westgate. Uh, you know, he, he follows all this stuff uh, right along religiously and those they're up on the board, you know? So around here, we, you, you got the where with all the plays, but one thing, uh, the, the difference would be there, uh, although maybe this week, because there's not a PGA Tour event, I don't know what Jeff's plans are, uh, but generally speaking, you're betting, uh, you can bet matchups for the tournament and you can bet odds to win the tournament. But it, the, the European Tour is, is basically treated how golf was treated, you know, seven years ago where they tee it up Thursday, you got your tickets and, you know, have at it. There, there's no. Uh, second, third round matchups, and generally speaking, not fluid odds to win the event through the weekend. That may be different this week because it's the only thing that's out there. Uh, but uh, over at the Superbook, they do they do have all these events up, so I give them full credit for that. Well, there you go. So for our listeners that do tune in for the golf stuff, got a couple of thoughts there on the Corn Ferry Tour and also the European Tour from Brian and Brian, I want to wrap up the show talking some college football here. Week one starts on Thursday night. Six FBS games coming your way here on August 29th. You got a full slate of NFL week four preseason on Thursday night too. So, you know, obviously you're going to have to prioritize what you want to watch there. But in terms of your college football strategies here, Brian, and I think we touched on this last week, but no harm in touching on it again. These week one lines have been out there forever. So are, are you taking any positions here this week? Anything that you do like? Last week, I, I just, like, you couldn't help but, like, the over in the Arizona-Hawaii games, and that, that kind of went true to form. Uh, but I do believe, like, Georgia Tech-Clemson, Georgia Tech new coach, all those years are running their 
you know, kind of wishbone offense. Now they're going to be going to a different offense. You know, can they produce some points here and there uh, to hang around? I mean, it's a ridiculous numbers. 37, Clemson in the total 60. Uh, the BYU-Utah game, I think, will be fun to watch. I think Utah's going to be really good, but that could be a really, really, really bad spot for them. Uh, but I, I will say this. Unlike the NFL, I think with college football, I'm sure we'll find a handful of games, but I'm not looking to be as aggressive because we're, we don't see these guys. You know, we're reading about them, and that's great. Uh, and, you know, you try to decipher, you know, what you can take and really form an opinion with what you've read. I mean, you can get trends with, you know, uh, home non-conference underdogs or you can, you know, you can find trends and things of that nature that can point you in the right direction. But I, I think what I, my plan of attack will be here in the first couple of weeks, I, I'll, the, the best tool I believe we got, you got power ratings and you got all, all the goodies at your disposal. And the two eyes in your skull are the most important thing you got. And so to me, I think I'm going to let, these games start and unfold and I get a look at what I'm dealing with and be it halftime plays or in play wagering as games commence is really going to be my plan of attack for the first couple of weeks until I see these guys and and I can confirm or say I was wrong on whatever opinions you got on the front end so I know there are guys that just dive all in and and some are good at it. Some can get their head ripped right off their shoulders. I would take a more cautious approach, and I want to see what I'm dealing with. Now, you're extremely busy in the fall. I mean, anybody, you know, related to this industry is, but you're doing watch parties for the NFL, and then, of course, in what, about six weeks' time, you'll be running around all over town for Golden Knights games and all that kind of thing. So 130 FBS teams, national sport, obviously, do you just try to specialize in certain conferences or do you just, you know, sort of have a feel for the market where you, you kind of know where there's value? I, I don't specialize is the word, but do I focus on others more or, or get a better read on some? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've always, for whatever reason, uh, I, I really, and I think, it's a good idea for a lot of people to pay attention to them early only because they're going to be on national TV for the last five weeks of the season. Uh, I love the Mac and I love the Sun Belt. You know, and then you get those weeknight, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Toledo's playing Kent state tonight. And you know, people are going to walk, Oh, that game's on tonight. I'm going to bet that game. And it's probably the first time they've looked cross-eyed at those two teams. Uh, there's opportunities with these guys out of the gate. I focus on them early in the season, uh, but then I know a lot more about them when they're prominently displayed. And, you know, th- those are games where you're, you know, you always warn, don't bet a game just because it's the game that's on TV. But I'm thrilled to bet it because it's the game that's on TV because I've been following these guys. So I almost do it as a preemptive strike, but I, I like the Mac. I like the Sun Belt, And, I do my level best, man. There's only so many hours in the day, but you know my head's on a swivel watching as much as I can. Ryan Blessing, a jack of all trades here for us on Bang the Book Radio, host of Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline. Ryan, how can people check out those two shows? Sportsbookradio.com. All the shows are archived. 
Uh, Adam, uh, you can go to KSHP.com, noon to two Pacific time, and you can listen to the shows live there. Uh, And like you said, we'll be doing our uh, football events every Sunday in Club Madrid at Sunset Station. Anybody coming into town looking for something to do on an NFL Sunday, great food, drink, you put two football jerseys away, prizes all day long. We're going to be doing uh, 10 hockey watch parties when hockey kicks off. Uh, tonight, uh, if you're in town, we're doing a uh, big seminar out at Sunset Station, which will be a lot of fun. I'll be out there with Bruce Marshall, Andy Isco, Hammer and Hank Goldberg, Bernie Fratto, Chuck Esposito. Uh, does a great job, the race and sports book director at Sunset Station. We're doing a big football seminar tonight. So there's, there's a lot on the docket, but it, it, it's heating up in a big way. Yes, sir, it definitely is, and, and you're not even running around for practices and training camp and all that for hockey yet. So uh, try to keep a level head, man, as much as you can. Again, make sure you follow Brian on Twitter, at Brian Blessing, and also check out his videos over on our Bang the Book YouTube page. Brian, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining me, and we'll talk to you again next week. Hey, Adam, by the way, we, one more thing. I, I would just I would throw this out there, uh, if I could. Uh, Kenny White and I do the – high school game of the week on TV out here. High school football is terrific. We start that this Thursday night. But uh, Kenny White's football magazine, by the way, uh, he has a brand-new publication out, the Kenny White College Football Power Ratings book. It's a terrific magazine. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, and I came out to Vegas to work with Kenny. The numbers are are sensational. And uh, the magazine's twenty nine ninety nine. If If you go with uh, – you're looking to get a, a magazine that, with power ratings that you can adjust during the season uh, – just use my blessing as a promo code, KennyWhiteSports.com. Uh, you can save 20%. You get the magazine for $23.99. It's the Kenny White College Football Power Ratings book. Uh, go to KennyWhiteSports.com and use the promo code MyBlessing, and you'll save 6 bucks. Absolutely. Information, everything uh, in this business. So definitely recommend checking that out. I've had a chance to look through it a couple of different places here out here in town. So, uh, Brian, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you again next week. Adam, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Glad we're doing this again every Tuesday. It's fun. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.